0: What up, y'all? Welcome to Queer Walk the Podcast, the insurgent bi-weekly audio syllabus for and by queer women of color. I am money. I think I'm gonna be money the mourner this episode because there's just been so, so much, much loss. loss. Yeah. So that's yeah. really hard. Uh yeah. Uh at the, just straight off the top, I wanna send an to our uh friend Bridget, Bridget, mm-hmm. Bridget who um I, I'm gonna say Syracuse lost a yeah. real one, like the whole city. Um, uh, yeah, since we last recorded together, uh, so young, so amazing, so supportive. so. If there was if there um, was
1: a, an yeah. oppressed or marginalized person doing anything, Bridget, you knew Bridget was finna was be there. there like that was that was yeah. like the constant and the common refrain from people that they were like I just knew I, yeah. when I was doing X Y and Z Bridget was there like that that is the yeah. overwhelming consensus about Bridget
0: yeah 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 I just I just keep thinking about like how much of a fixture she was at every yeah. event like every. Um, What did make me smile with uh, her passing was people posting pictures of her at these events. And I was like, damn, she was there too. She was just everywhere. And just like such, such a support to every person with any kind of marginalized identity. Um, Bridget was one of the, she was one of the first people. I didn't even realize
1: because all the pictures people had posted. She was one of the first people I met at Syracuse. It was like pictures from almost 10 years ago where I was like, damn, Bridget is in them photos. (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. she was she was like the um the black queer welcome party like (laughs) she was always yeah she's one of the only only greeks who would show up at like Mm -hmm, protests mm -hmm. and stuff um yeah she used to get on my damn nerves asking me when i was gonna finish my dissertation yes just like trying to you know push me over the finish line and um, was so looking forward to, like, her crossing that finish line this year, too. So, yeah. I just... What a loss. Yeah. It's a real loss. Say. Yeah. I'm not gonna say too much more, because I don't want to get to crying. Because, also, I am Money the Mourner, because I am just, like, shocked and want to send another Ashay and safe travel to the ancestral plane to Monica Yo, Roberts. That's the fucking movie. Um, yeah. I feel like, uh... I mean, what what is left to say? Cause I think people have been, you know, posting a lot of her like accomplishments, but I think I'll just say the personal impact Monica had on me. Um I got the first creating change I went to, uh, I met Monica and got to sit in two different panels that she was on and I mean, I think I've talked about this on other episodes of Queer Walk, but her saying that you know, um like I focus on queer people in like rural places because most queer people yeah. live in rural places, most because people, most people yeah. live in- yeah, yeah, and um, like that just totally transformed the way I think about uh like cities as safe havens. And like what work can actually be done outside yeah. of city centers. And it's why you know, it's why we do the like uh small yep, town yep, shout yep. outs. I was I was just thinking about like Monica was queer walk of the week on episode 34. Yeah. You know, it's like just before I moved to Syracuse, uh she was she was the only publication covering the murder of Letitia Green, who was a um A black trans woman in Syracuse who was killed coming out of a club. Kind of like that age old story. This dude tries to holler at her. um, And people, you know, say really transphobic stuff about her gender. And he killed her. And Monica was the only one covering her story. Like, and yeah. So, I mean, I think it's kind of... It's kind of like odd to say like oh my gosh she was a mother of the community like that's mother monica but i was like maybe she she wasn't even like there yet you know she was like auntie yeah, monica yeah. just like <laughs> just uh, yeah and she's yeah she's going to be really missed yeah. and i just i I still feel like um like it hasn't hit yet same yet. same
1: um I remember following the Trans Grio blog long before I even knew that I myself was queer. It was like back when I was living mm-hmm. in Texas, and I like vividly remember when I like found Monica Roberts' um, work. And I think, as a whatever confused whatever queer you know like person I was at that time, it I think I remember it meaning. Because like at that time when I was like finding all these different people on social media, like everybody was like, it felt like everybody was in Chicago and New York. And mm-hmm. I remember just being so, so surprised because I was like, you know, I'm living in Texas and I'm like, and there's um, and like, like the blog. Like, she, like Monica was doing like like hardcore serious, like good journalist, like journal journalism work like on that block that like there was like just shit I wasn't even like I, I wouldn't find out anywhere else there but there. You know what I yeah, mean?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Just uh truly uh uh like civil rights uh activist in our like time. Our time you know, like yeah. we we were alive to witness her like um her transform um like civil rights yeah. for 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 black folks broadly, but specifically for black trans folks, absolutely, um, a thousand percent. Yeah, so um, yeah, <sighs> I hope they, uh, you know, the, the, both of them have real epic laughs, Bridget and Monica. Mm-hmm. So I hope they both, um yeah. key can, yeah, absolutely, key in together. <sighs> Ugh. Ugh, yeah. Mm. Who are you, Nikita?
1: Uh, who am I? I'm just back at work, so. Uh, I'm Night Shift Nick. You all right over there?
0: Okay, I'm good. All right, Night Shift Nick. Um, let's, let's drop the, the intro to bring some, uh, black ass queer joy. (laughs)
1: your kisses, I see your glow from a distance Your vibe incite my submission I give you all of me, wanna make you proud of me We see the God in all you do, your light is harmony hey, Every type, darkest night, brightest light I'm loving
0: your soul They hate you, replace you, taint you, but know that you go. Worldwide from every continent, I just want you jig a little bit Move them hips, feel that bliss, hug your sis, make a fist don't resist your temptation, you are amazing, no limitation.
1: My favorite in this matrix. We move by your vibration in this love. I hope you hear that on the daily cause, baby, you love. I hope you hear that on the daily cause baby, you love. I hope you hear that on the daily cause baby you love. I love you. you love.
0: Yeah. Alright. Um, and if if like you all haven't seen it in the description of the episodes, A lot of folks message us about the intro. I'll just say it uh, again for the 5th 11th time. That is Truth, uh, one half of Mother Nature. Also, shout out to Clever. Um, Aside from being fine as shit, Truth is also a very talented uh, (laughs) lyricist and artist. And they have a new album out called Portals um, that I just play on repeat uh, because I love it. My favorite song is Language. We've been going through changes. We've been going through changes. But um, it is in the the link to their album is in the description to this episode. So if you like the intro, check them check out. Check out the album. Absolutely. Yes. All right, Nikita. Um, welcome back. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell folks where they can find us?
1: Yeah, I do want to tell people where they can find this Insurgent weekly Audio Syllabus. You forgot to say that, but you're forgiven. So No,
0: I did say that at the beginning.
1: Oh, man. Well, <clears throat> that's why I'm Night Shift Nick, because I'm losing it.
0: Anyway. Yeah. I mean, you were losing it before Night Shift, but go ahead. Uh, Let the audience know that I'm shooting
1: money, a very nasty glare via WhatsApp video. Anyway, you can find us on IG and on Twitter at Queer Pod. You can also find us on The Book of Faces. Facebook.com slash QueerWalk P-O-D You can find us on Tumblr QueerWalk.com And
0: And where can Where can folks
1: listen? They can listen to us on Pocket Cast, CastBox, Stitcher, SoundCloud and other uh, Major available uh, Platforms where you can Listen to podcasts except For Spotify Now I did Want to say you know Maybe you want to send us a Curved Chronicle, which is a dating woe or win. Or if there's something um, something else that you want to send our way, if you're feeling coquettish, coy, or shy, and you don't want other people to see whatever missive you want to send our way, you can send that privately to our Gmail, which is queerwalkpod at gmail.com.
0: Why or, are you talking like this? This is not an after hours podcast. This is a this is a daytime in is, the light of day podcast. This
1: is no, I'm recording at almost midnight my time. So this is this is a queer walk quiet storm edition. Anyway, no. before I was so rudely interrupted, something that you can quiet also storm. send. Hush money. Something you can also send. You to, can they
0: can send hush money. If you hate this podcast and would like us <laughs> to stop recording. My t- that was my t- Shut up. I'm trying to say something important. What I was going to say, <laughs> you fool,
1: was if you have some social media experience, because you know Queer Walk is looking for a social media intern. So if you have that kind of experience, shoot us an email and then we will send you. Um, the The job description to lay out what the duties and responsibilities of the Queer Rock paid internship are going to be. Because you know we're radicals, leftists, socialists, and we believe that people should be paid for their labor. So those are some of the things that you could send to our Gmail. Now, Money and I are the insurgent bi-weekly hosts of this illustrious nighttime audio syllabus.
0: Oh my gosh, this is not Queerwalk quiet storm
1: but it takes a whole community to keep the queer Walk train running and so there's a couple of ways that people train you're
0: gonna you're gonna say after hours and train in the same go ahead nikita come around the train <laughs> <laughs> i think i can anyway um Sorry, I'm little red cup.
1: <laughs> no, stop. Anyway, money. Before you start singing these uh, bizarre songs from your childhood, please tell people how they can contribute to this illustrious queer walk community. There are two ways to. that they can do that. In case you forgot,
0: you can contribute to queer walk, queer walk the podcast one of two ways or both if you ball in. The first way is by loving us out loud. Uh, National coming out day was the other day. You know, we don't want to be played in any more closets. Or maybe we will be played in the closets. Maybe like a a, a wardrobe, you know, like <laughs> a walk-in closet. Um, not a hallway closet or a linen closet. Uh <laughs> You can, you can rate us on all the things that you listen to us on you can review us you can request a topic or a Queer Walk of the Week you can repost the episodes when we post them um, and reply uh, interact with us let us know what you think about the uh, the segments um, a lot of y'all let me know that uh, the conspiracy theories you were not a fan of so thank you for that <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> but, yeah, just uh, interact with us. You can use the hashtag QueerWOC to talk all things the podcast. And you can tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to QueerWalk the podcast. Put us on your physical syllabus. All the things. Those are all ways that you can support Queer Walk. The second way is by giving us money. Uh, you can do that one of two ways. The first way is a non-commitment way. You just drop off as much or as little as you can afford via the Cash App, which is dollar sign Queer Walk Pod P O D. And here's just a pro tip: if you would like us to do your topic, and if you come through on a Cash App and put your topic in the uh, the notes, uh, it, it just bumps bumps it up a little bit higher on our agenda. Uh, <laughs> what money is trying to say is that money talks goddammit. it <laughs> and the second way that you can contribute to Queer Walk is by becoming a patron this is a sustained way that for less than the cost of a coffee you can support Queerwalk the podcast um, and that's a monthly donation we have some suggested amounts that you can do but you can do as much or as little as you can afford monthly you can pause it when, on months where it's kind of tight you can resume when it's not. Um, and or I, if you come into
1: some kind of windfall, you can up your pledge as well. That's, that's right. also
0: important. As yeah. you were, money. I was just going to say, and I um, will. Okay, so I'm trying to like, tr- I'm trying to work uh, smarter, not harder, you know, like collapse my, uh, my responsibilities and my obligations and so one thing that I think y'all really like about this podcast and that I also really like about this podcast is that um we we are nerds and we talk like uh literature that we're reading and stuff like that um and I think for the patrons I'm gonna start doing like a book club kind of thing where kind of like I did on the IG live like I'm just gonna be reading what I'm reading with y'all So um, that'll be a a Patreon exclusive. Um, I'm going to figure out the like kinks to that. Um, Diamond gave me like some suggestions for uh, a camera because, you know, all I got is the galaxy. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to try to get that popping over on the Patreon. So you definitely want to be a part of that uh, Queer Walk Coffee Hour Book Club. So go ahead and head over to Patreon.com slash Queer Walk Pod. Do I get to
1: say? Do I get to participate? No. No.
0: Oh. All right, Nikita, we're going to move it on along to the Queer Walk, Walk Queer Walk, Walk Queer Walk, Walk, Walk of the Week. Of the Week. Why did you pause? Anyway, can you tell folks uh, what the Queer Walk of the Week segment is?
1: So the Queer Walk of the Week segment is where we highlight amplify celebrate and just give the roses to a queer uh woman of color or queer person of color who we think is just doing the damn thing um i think especially given you know like how we opened the show talking about loss it's Mm -hmm. just like you know we just want people to know while they're here with us um the like how meaningful and important their work is, and so that's really what the queer walk, uh, queer park
0: of the week segment is. Uh, controlling. All right, so queer walk of the week this week. Are you calling yourself uh, controlling? It's... Yes. Okay. I like what it's we're something running. that I'm coming to. I like what you're you coming know? to. <laughs> yes, I'm. I've come to Nikita. <laughs> hey. I mean, I guess. However, you get there, <laughs> no matter how long it takes. you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. How long have you been? been I've only been saying it for years.
0: Yeah, as long I, as you've I'm been
1: beating to- me into submission, I've been trying to tell you <laughs> that you're controlling.
0: I just think the way that I do things make more sense. Okay, so that's what a, that's uh, a, spoken like a true control freak. <laughs> I be, uh, you know, watching Girlfriends, I, I'm afraid that I have a lot more Joan than I care to admit yeah, you, in my chart. Yeah. Oof. oof. Okay. You can either Here kiss my, a my ass or give my ass a kiss. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Maya with, like, Joan rising, you know? That's, that's you know, that's it. Um, My moon is in Lynn, you know. That's my astrological makeup for Girlfriends. But, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, Queer Rock of the Week this week is Afro-German author, activist, and just all-around baddie, Katharina Oguntoye, and so uh, I hope I did not butcher the pronunciation of your name, Katharina, because uh, you're a bad bitch. So I'm going to tell y'all some highlights of what Katharina has been doing in Germany uh, and why she's Queer Rock of the Week this week, so... Uh, most recently in May, she was honored, uh, for her life's work. She's, she's only 60, I think. Yeah. Just turned 60, um, for her life's work against sexism, racism, and homophobia in Germany, uh, with the lesbian visibility award, um, that's awarded by Berlin, like the city of Berlin. So she won that for the 2020. The oh, 2020, so this year. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why she's on my radar. So, I love this quote from her acceptance speech. She said, uh, I'm committed to l- lesbian visibility because living and hiding is not an option. Mm. And that just goes along. I feel like that's the whole vibe of the week with um, National Coming Out Day followed by Indigenous People's Day. Yep, yes. And it's just like, yep, right, right with that energy. Living and hiding is not an option. Um Okay, she's been involved in, like, women's liberation, feminism movements in Germany uh, intersectionally since, like, the 80s. Um, Like, I guess outwardly, she was more like doing uh, personal community organizing work stuff before then. But she organized Berlin's Lesbian Week, the Cross-Cultural Summer Institute in Germany um, that... Uh, has had leading workshops from like all the notable feminists. Uh, one of our faves here on the show, Audre Lorde. Um, I uh, so I am your sister uh, was like a speech that Audre Lorde gave at that conference back in the eighties. Um, she also uh, co-organized the International Feminist Book Fair. And has participated on, like, so many panels, y'all. Like, the CV is popping. Okay. <laughs> um, she said she became an activist because she wanted to work for more than just herself, yep. but also wanted to transform society. Yep, yep there you go. Yeah. Um, like, leaving society more just than she found founded. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, especially because... Uh, you know, in a country like Berlin, I mean, in a country like Germany, um, in a city like Berlin, where uh, Afro-descendant people are just so overlooked, uh, she, she really pushed for that visibility and awareness to Afro-German movements and um, issues, Um so, one of, the, one of the things that she also co founded that I wanted to highlight because I thought it was just so cute, um, she co founded this lesbian group called Kinder Once. And I hope I pronounced that right because I don't speak German. But it's, it was, it's a group for lesbians who want to have children. I was about to say, so Kinder,
1: like, it got to be something related to kids.
0: Yeah. and so, Oh, that's what Kinder means? Oh.
1: Like kindergarten? Kindergarten. Yeah.
0: So it's like kid garden. Yeah, like a garden of children. <laughs> I just Okay Keep going okay. Keep going I got about it Kathy I got reading. it Okay So Kinderwunch Is this group uh, Where lesbians Who want to have children Can come and get Information and resources About how they can do so In Berlin Oh that is huge uh, Isn't that so dope Yeah It's just so cute Oh, my, oh my gosh That just feels like Such a reheartening space Like yeah. what I could go, <laughs> yeah. Um, she's also a historian um, in, like, a very folk way. I called Nikita a folk historian the other day. Um, uh, she, she, uh, what Katharina has done is made sure uh, that she archives, like, Afro-German movements for liberation, Um that i feel like that's like the the wave here too of like archiving and making sure that our stories are documented i was thinking that same thing uh, yeah so she she edited a few books that basically do this so showing our colors uh, afro german women speak out in 1986 um as well as the initiative of black germans and the afro german women and lesbian group um anthology uh, so outside of like scholarly stuff like that um she also just uh does political education around the roles that afro-germans uh it, per- specifically queer afro-germans have played in movements for liberation in germany so huge shout out to katharina Absolutely. okuntoye
1: um
0: just like I feel like I'm still on the wave of, like, you know, that part of the world and highlighting <laughs> um, queer women of color who are doing big things in countries that we really associate with, uh, like, being, you know, white supremacist superpowers. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, another huge uh, shout out to Katharina and congratulations on your uh, shiny lesbian visibility award, yeah. girl. A, a much a deserved award. award. Yeah. You're right.
1: You're I'm sure, I'm sure before you uh meet your maker
0: you'll be you'll be a shoe in for some kind of lesbian visibility award. I don't know. I haven't organized nothing that Audrey Lorde gave a speech at. <laughs> well, um considering that you were how old when she passed? <laughs> I would have had to have been on my shit to exactly. do that. But <laughs> But alas, I was an eight-year-old slacker. So <laughs> sorry. This really is a queer walk quiet storm. Nikita coming out the bra.
1: Ooh, yeah. All right. But so, um, oh my God! Just uh, sorry. I just really wanted to underscore the the amazing work of, um, Katharina Ogentoye. That was mm-hmm. I just as you kept going, I was like, God damn, what else she do? So that's that's really amazing. And thank you for always, you know, bringing some queer white queer pock to our attention who, you know, again, deserves their roses.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And bread, bread and roses. <laughs> indeed. All righty. Am I am I Marxist feminist enough for you yet? It's OK. It's OK. Moving right along. Don't claim me in public. I don't give a shit. Uh, We're going to move it on along. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to move it on along to our community contributors. Yeah. Segment.
1: I wish you all could see the video of her doing this nonsense. (laughs)
0: What's the community contributor segment, Nikita? So, besides these uh,
1: cartoonish jingles that money subjects uh, subjects us to, the community contributors, like we always say, this is where this is like the centerpiece of the show. I think because it's like, I mean, money and I would be on the phone keying regardless. But there's like a whole community that gets to Kiki with us. And that community is you all. So this is where we shout out you all who are supporting us. And it's just where we, you know, shout out how you contribute to this here community. Hence, community
0: contributors. (laughs) Right. All right. So this week we have uh, no new patrons, no new reviews, no new uh, ratings. So you motherfuckers don't actually contribute. (laughs) Contributor, pe- community peasants, community propers Maybe that's what we should call this now. You, you quarantine in it anyway. It's not like you got nothing else to do. <laughs>
1: Meanwhile, people are like, actually, I'm, I haven't worked in and so in and however long, you um,
0: so called Marxist bitches. <laughs> I'm kidding, totally kidding, but kidding, <laughs> but yeah. So we do want to shout out. Folks who slid through on the cash app, though. M. Martinez, I mean, come on yeah. now, because... It's like every episode.
1: We going not have to... I feel like if... I feel like... I know money wants children. But if I ever decide to have kids, it's like... The first baby's got to be named
0: M. Martinez. <laughs> I think we have to rename community contributors M. Martinez. because Martinez. It just
1: M. Martinez <laughs> stay in the cash app. Yeah. Unlike yeah. the rest of you, uh, good for nothing,
0: cheapos. <laughs> Nikita, Nikita, people <laughs> contribute in other ways. Yeah, that's um, that's exactly
1: what the peasants we, would say. <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: I'm to- i Y'all know I'm bullshit. Y'all know I'm kidding. <laughs> um, we have gotten like a lot of new followers on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Yes. So. That definitely doesn't go unnoticed. I don't know how y'all be finding us, um, but thank you for being here and uh, doing like threads on the episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, saying what was helpful, uh, agreeing with me that Nikita is a fool. Like, just thank y'all. So I didn't much see that, and I didn't see anybody <laughs> in the in the community
1: contributing that line of. Um, that any anything
0: of that nature, so <laughs> um, and then uh, for like uh, the community contributors, too, I just wanted to, I feel like we always uh, shout out our uh, podcast community, but I just wanted to give like a special shout out to Inner Hole Uprising this yeah. episode because um, I've been catching up on their episodes and i just learn. i always just learn so much when listening to the hoes and i love that you know because uh i love acquiring information and new knowledge um <laughs> and yeah i just like hit up a kua about some therapy stuff because like i was trying to find resources and just having another like black queer therapist to like you know bounce shit off of feels yeah, that's huge so that's huge. yeah yeah it feels so heartening and um yeah, so I just wanted to send a shout out to the hoes. I love y'all. And um, thank you, Sam, for your mental health tips because uh, you reminded me to make my bed. <laughs> like, it really is a treat to yourself when you get to climb back in a bed that you made up that morning. So, Wow. That's something I don't
1: do. Maybe I need to start doing that. Okay, thanks, Sam.
0: Why, Nikita, don't why look don't at me with bed. that judgment.
1: Just come on now. I mean, anyway, I feel like
0: that's when I know I'm not doing well when my bed's not made. I don't believe in like, making up on. the bed in it. Be- making up the bed. It's like I'm going to get right back in it anyway. Or in Nikita's uh, case, Is more like make up the couch. Fold up that blanket that you've been laying on the couch with. I sleep in my bed enough. <laughs> okay.
1: And you don't need to worry about where I'm sleeping. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, mm-hmm. so we're going to move on to, within the community of contributors, we're going to move on to small town shout outs. So the small town shout outs are the section where we shout out. Some of these towns don't really be small, but it's really the towns that we have not seen come up um, in our like top listens. Yeah. So, I was about to just bum rush and take it over, but I know that you love to do it. So, how about we just switch off?
0: Okay. So, um, shout out, shout outs to Lee's Summit. Is that Missouri? Yeah, Missouri. 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 Lee's Summit, Nikita be putting the initials of the state because she know I don't know them. So Yeah, it just it really heightens the dramatic effect that money has
1: no idea. So small town shout out (laughs) slash borders are fake segment. Yeah.
0: Is is this Missouri? (laughs) No, no, it's not. (laughs) Okay, but nevertheless, shout out to Lee Summit. We see y'all coming through in the top. Wait, actually I've I'm starting to be self conscious now.
1: Okay, yeah, so M O yeah, Missouri. I was, it's
0: it's Missouri. Okay. And you know how I know that? Because of this uh Saint Lunatics and they call Nellie Dirty Mo for Missouri. Mo, Missouri. Well,
1: shout out to Nellie for that that and the Saint Lunatics for that really critical, helpful geographic uh pedagogy. <laughs> that was that was nice, yeah. <laughs> All right, and the next city is Saint Paul. I can't believe Saint Paul, Minnesota, has never been in our top before. I know. That's not a small city, but it's never been in our top.
0: Yeah, All shout right. out to Saint Paul. Thank you. There's um, there's like schools there, so I wonder if the audio syllabus has made its way to Saint Paul. Maybe. All right. What's yeah. the next one, money? Uh, Maryville, Tennessee.
1: Mm. Are y'all safe listening to Queer Walk in Maryville,
0: Tennessee? Oh, they have headphones?
1: Maryville, what's going on at Maryville? Maryville, that's not Tennessee. how you say
0: it. You, if you, when you say it like that, it sounds unsafe. It's Maryville.
1: No, nah, it's Maryville. Maryville, 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 home of no. <laughs> home of the queer rock listeners. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly they're like, they're like, you person. heard of that show with those two negress lesbians on there? <laughs> 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 you know what, Jeb? That's my favorite. It's my fucking You know, I was on the fence about socialism and all that gay shit, but I listened to Queer Walk and those
0: two there's some cards. They're but they're funny as shit. And educational Alright <laughs> right. so now that we're banned in Tennessee yeah. uh, Nairobi Ken, uh, Kenya shout out to Nairobi okay, so Nikita people Listen to us in Nairobi So it's like obviously Nairobi
1: Is not a small town but Nairobi's never come up in our top That's I was just never. so excited never. about that Yeah, And I'm just gonna and to take it away with our uh, German theme shout out to Heidelberg Germany for popping up In our top yeah. cities so
0: yeah, Wow! Uh, Germany always holds us down. Always, yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, just like, uh, what is it called? Like twin flames. I feel like there's a lot of uh, queer women of color in Germany that are just like siblings yeah, for us. Yeah, absolutely. So shout out to our siblings in Germany. Wow. And thanks for listening to Queer Walk.
1: Wow, all the way from Missouri to Kenya. I love it. You ever thought you would make something that somebody in Kenya will be listening to?
0: Nikita, what? No. What? No. All right, Nikita, I know you don't have, like, an intro, but could you at least intro my segment? Yeah, Money finna talk about some shit, so go ahead.
1: No, all right, actually, you know what? I have a lot of doting to do on Money right now.
0: What? Why? I don't like when you dope. Uh, if
1: Bitch if your best friend can't dope Bitch who can come on now Anyway anyways y'all Y'all Alright so I just had the esteemed Privilege and honor To be a part of Money's class the other day So Money let me talk Reckless and bump my gums In her class So you know I was just talking about organizing whatever Y'all know y'all like whatever She didn't say nothing of interest or no but y'all y'all it was I it's like you like like y'all get a sense of y'all get to experience money's pedagogy money's pedagogy on the show right it's obvious that like teaching is I'm not going to say it's effortless but because money puts a lot of hard work into it but I was just fucking blown away, and I mean, this bitch is doing this shit on Zoom, and the lecture was clear, riveting, easy under t- easy to understand, but full of depth. And it wasn't just like I'm used, to like you know, it's like I do this show with her, Back and away I know from this that Mike Nikita. All right, all right, right. <laughs> but it's funny because you see everybody in their little box on Zoom, and you can just like you can just see the students like eating it up and it's like money has done such a like a fantastic job of like scaffolding like all of this like information and like the students that she's teaching like you could tell how much they respect her how much they're learning from her and like I mean the the discussion was so rich and it's just like it is always such a privilege and a joy to see somebody you love doing like being in their element doing their thing and like It just feels like, it it feels like, what's like the platonic version of like, like falling in love with somebody. It's like, you know, when you see your bae. Hmm. It's a squish. It's like, but it's like, you know, when you see your bae, like from across the room, you're like, damn, you're like, you know, that's, that's me. I feel like I had Hmm. that feeling uh, on Zoom. I was like, like, I have the privilege and like the luxury and the joy of calling this like brilliant, amazing person like my best friend. Anyway. And don't
0: you forget that it's a privilege, a luxury, and a joy. You
1: see, this is why you can't do nice things
0: for these bitches because they <laughs> Oh, I'm these bitches now. All right. Mm-hmm. I was just a pedagogical phenom. Now now I'm the words that okay. come out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm- see, like that's something you've <laughs> thought about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyway, I don't want to take too much time talking about it. But like the lecture was on sexuality and like relationships, uh, like orientation and like like family therapy and all. Like I mean, just like just like my mind was like on fire. It was like like all this shit like I had like never thought about.
0: But anyway, it was just Nikita was in the Zoom chat with my students, like she was enrolled in the class. I was being right? so ridiculous, so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, it was just such like I just
1: can't say like every time I think money has exceeded my like expectations, it's just she just like keeps like busting like busting and like exploding boundaries. So I was just so amazed and so vivided by like seeing her in her element that way. So mm. and so the the mental moment with money is basically it's just another venue. I feel like where we get to experience money's brilliance, right. And where she just breaks down things that seem like that can be like really difficult, but makes it feel like we can just like, that we can have a grasp, you know, on these things that like in a field that has not like thought about us, like in, in any kind of like real way for like a very like long time. So the mental moment with money is the where. Dr. Money, LMFT, because you know the bitch got a license now, regales us with some kind of insight or tidbit, you know, related to um, mental health. So without further ado, Money, please share your mental moment with Money for this week.
0: Thank you. Um, It's not a jingle, but it'll do. That's the last uh, time I do any goddamn thing <laughs> to you ever again. How about that? No, no, no. You know, um you know how much uh it means to me that you think that I know something. So yeah. Uh you know you can't tell Nikita this, but she's like easy easily, easily one of the uh like smartest people I've ever met in my life and I've just learned so much from her. So it means a lot to me that she she thought my class was uh enlivening you use a lot of words that I myself have not used <laughs> I signed up for the uh, word of day emails <laughs> shut up shut up all right y'all so okay I it's been a long time since I gave y'all an acronym you know, I feel like I feel like I've been slacking on the acronyms. And so I'm back with the acronym. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. So this week, I want to talk about overthinking. Ooh. OK. All in my Kool-Aid and got my flavor. I I figured. Um, and so uh, this is a, a mental moment inspired by Dr. Marielle on uh, Instagram. I'll put her at in the description of this episode, but it's Dr. It's at Dr. Marielle Book. I think it's B U Q U E. So I don't know if she pronounces the the K or what, but Marielle B U Q U E. Um, and she's another black therapist, you know, on the gram posting all the cute infographics. Um, and so she did this post about how to identify if you are overthinking, right? And so, me as a classic overthinker, um, you really? <laughs> like, I already knew Nikita. <laughs> I don't need it. Okay. <laughs> I don't need your criticism. I don't need Jane in my inbox every day with some Virgo slander about overthinking. I don't need the the memes of Virgos, what y'all gonna do for y'all birthdays? Overthink? <laughs> you know, I don't <laughs> I don't I don't need it, okay?
1: That is so I'm, I'm, funny. I'm, 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 I've never seen that meme, but it's so accurate. I'm tired. I'm tired, okay? <laughs> tired of overthinking. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> that is so funny to me <laughs> What do you do for your birthday?
0: <laughs> Nikita, shut up so I can do this little moment. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> oh, cut the
1: motherfucking tape. Just cut the tape right
0: now. <laughs> I'm just gonna insert when when we can afford to transcribe episodes. The transcription is gonna say cackles and Capricorn. <laughs> That's what it's gonna say. So okay. Um, so anyway, Dr. Marielle's post uh, was just like, how do you identify that you're stuck in this like loop of overthinking? So like when it's starting to interrupt your sleep and you're just up thinking about stuff. Uh, When you're wondering about all different possible scenarios uh, and trying to think, trying to plan for like plan A, B, C and D. uh, If you change your mind a lot um, and, and feel indecisive and if you're afraid of like messing up or making the wrong decision. So you start to like think through all the things you'll do if you mess up. Right. So so I thought her post was like really helpful to identify when it's overthinking and when you're just preparing. Ooh, okay, um, all right. Yeah, because, you know, uh, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So pre- preparation is, is important. You know, yeah. important, but overthinking is my thing, you know? Yeah. I feel like my day will be over around 9 o'clock, but I'm up to, like, at least one thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not thinking. Preparing. Um Right. So... Uh, So I just, yeah, so I want to talk about what I think causes us to overthink and also some things we can do to interrupt these cycles of overthinking. And that's my acronym for this episode, okay? So what I think causes overthinking is feeling like you have little or no control over like outcomes or the power to enact change, which shocking not shocking a lot of folks with marginalized identities feel that right cuz on a systemic level we don't have a lot of control um and also another cause that i think causes uh overthinking is emotional abuse so so a lot of people gaslighting is like common vernacular now right, right. like Uh, when you're being told that something is not happening that's actually happening to you Yeah. um, I also think about like uh, uh, other types of emotional abuse so one that I see really commonly online is that it's typically a dude has done something to provoke their partner and is now really calm and filming their partner's reaction Mm. right so like they are like I don't know why she, I don't know why they freaking out, Mm. but, but the, but you've done something to escalate this person emotionally. And now you're able to like sit back, uh, and like under respond to the emotional response that you've caused. Right. And so, so those different types of emotional abuse, I think also cause us to overthink because they. They uh, they pull the rug from under yep. our yep. Yep. our belief that we're actually experiencing this shit. Yep. Right. Yep. Our sense of reality. Yep. Like what's actually yep. happening. Yep. 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 hmm. So uh, those are just some of my, you know, hypotheses on uh, my pontifications <laughs> on overthinking as to how we get here in the first place. The like uh feeling like we don't have control over outcomes, feeling like we don't have the power to enact change and emotional abuse. Rumination is a word I use a lot on this podcast, I realize. Rumination is just a type of overthinking, right? Mm. Typically ruminate you when you ruminate, you're you're overthinking worst case scenarios. Okay. Um, You might hear the word catastrophizing, right? So when you go to the worst possible outcome and start to plan for it. Um, Yeah. So that's my backdrop, right? And so here I come with my acronym. (laughs) What's the acronym, honey? The the ways that I've been working on my own uh, overthinking with my therapist and in my personal life is CARDS c a r d s so overthinking I've got your cards wow uh, <laughs> so c stands for connecting with your body if if I haven't said this enough, grounding is such a inroad to so many things like we um uh, we live as if like our bodies don't matter and they do right <laughs> um when when we are able to pull it back to like our physical self, um, it pulls us out of that headspace. Mm, okay, that just okay. like thinking, thinking, thinking. I was going to so ask. So connect, you. yeah, connect with your body. That's C. Um, what really helps me do this is like, well, lately is like temperature stuff. So um, holding on to something cold, or I have a I have a um, heating pad, right? So like. Different things to change temperature really pull me back to my body, body, yeah, yeah. I've been doing uh, random acts of yoga <laughs> lately. So I've been sitting at a desk so much now since uh, quarantine kicked off. And I feel like my whole back, the whole makeup and structure of my back has changed because of it. I've never like sat for 10, 12 hours yeah. uh, at a time before. So, um, so when I catch myself in my head overthinking, I'll do like cat cow or um something to just like move and connect to my back. Mhm. 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 Yeah. So that's C, connect with your body. What do you do to connect with your body? Do you know?
1: Um This is a great question. Um I don't feel like I do this enough. I feel like I called you in distress the other day and you had mm-hmm. me you um like helped me think about like what was happening like in my body like i was feeling because i always say oh my god i'm just feeling like real anxious and you're like well where are you feeling Mm -hmm. it and it's like actually it wasn't actually like a whole body experience i was like wow like i'm feeling it really like in my arms And so you like told me to like Mm -hmm. you know bring my shoulders up and Mm -hmm. so like that was like it was it was something that made me like connect with my body so that that was extremely helpful
0: you're welcome um. <laughs> Th- thank you, Dr. Money, LMFT No, no Just so y'all know I'm not just out here Like, uh, therapizing my friends I asked Nikita Yeah, yeah, yeah Like, if she wanted me to Yeah, uh, yeah. Cause it also f- if I felt a little bit helpless Cause I'm like I'm all the way out here Yeah And my best friend is going through it So It was extremely it, it was, helpful no. It was extremely helpful I'm really glad It made me feel like I was giving you a hug Yeah So All right so a is for accountability buddy this means uh it's kind of like resolutions and stuff you know when you name it when you tell other people that you're trying to do this thing you feel more uh, inclined to do it exactly it's just another layer of accountability um so so when i'm i'm like actually trying to work on overthinking y'all like this is not just me being like oh i think this would be a good mental moment like I'm really working on this with my therapist. I'm really, like, t- talking about overthinking with my folks. Um, and so, yeah, just, like, when I'm doing that, I think uh, <laughs> Nikita has called me out a bunch of times on thinking too much about stuff. Um, really? over Overthinking to the point of anxiety. Um, over the summer, I feel like my whole friend group supported me around not overthinking. Okay. So, yeah, so just telling someone else that you're working on this, so they could gently give you reminders about like, um, that sounds like you kind of overthinking that a bit. Um, and of course, the defensiveness is gonna go up, and you're gonna be like, No, I'm just preparing. You right, know? right, right. But but at at least it's a check. It's like a chin right, check to right, be like, right. Oh snap, I'm doing it again. Okay. R. It's for reframe
1: mistakes. I feel like you haven't even said anything about this, and I feel like I already know this one is gonna be huge.
0: Yeah, I think it's my it's my biggest yeah. thing because I tweeted the other day. I was like, I just hate making mistakes. I just want to do everything flawlessly. And Christian was like, the Virgo just. I was, out. I was literally I was, just <laughs> about to say classic Virgo right there. Yeah, I just I it's. I actually don't think about it as like perfectionism. Like I just, I think about it as being really afraid to like fuck up, right? And I, I, I don't know. Is I don't know what not that is.
1: Perfectionism, and, though.
0: No. What is no, the difference? No, I think. I think the difference is maybe it's just like the the way I'm conceptualizing it. It's like perfectionism is a striving to be perfect. Like I want to be the very best that no one ever what whatever the pokemon song is right yeah like that to me is perfectionism is like uh y'all are here and i'm the beyonce of this Uh like (laughs) but the way i think about um myself is like i actually feel a lot of anxiety about making mistakes and like fucking up yeah I I think people experience perfectionism in that way. Like
1: I, I, that's, that's how I, that's one way that I think about it. So it's like some people never attempt to do things if they, if they think that they're going to fuck it up. And if if you're not going to do it flawlessly, then there's no point in even doing it because you're like afraid of fucking it up.
0: Hmm. Maybe. I think it. Yeah. I think maybe I'm thinking about like a, almost like an, a narcissistic perfectionism, like a, if, if I'm not the best, it's like, it's like a relational thing. Like if I'm not better, better than everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. else, then I don't want to do it. And that's not where mine comes from. Mine comes from like, I don't, I don't want to fall on my face. I don't want to like fail. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. Like uh, the, the fear or the over-preparing. So I don't fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like how you know my defense was at two p.m. and I had my mom and my sister there at ten a.m. practicing. Of course,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. practicing.
0: You know, it's like I I just don't want to like fail. Yeah, I, I think I think but, that
1: there's like I think that that's like an internal kind of perfectionism. Yeah, I don't think it's always about
0: being in relation to others. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, I. <laughs> I, what i will say is what the kind of like internal uh mantra that i've been telling myself around this is like perf- perfect is not relatable right so if you if you are a person that is so like community oriented and mm. wants to wants to maintain relationships wants to uh you know love people out loud and all this stuff like being perfect is, is not, not, not a relatable yeah. thing. Yeah, it's that's not the goal. And so, um, so so fucking up might actually mean that you're putting yourself in relationship with other people. That is such um, a
1: huge reframing.
0: Yeah, oh that's why it's the R. Yeah, that Reframed is so mistakes. powerful. Yeah. So um, here's some here's some like uh vulnerability in my last therapy session (laughs) i was uh talking through um like highs and lows basically like i i've had some real high highs and real low lows in like the past couple weeks and um what like what ways have my lows put me in relationship with other people Mm. can you give me an example like i guess I'll, i'll give you a statement so uh what who has messing up allowed me to meet?
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: Yeah. Th- that's all I'm asking. Like, yeah. Y- yeah. And then um also, you know, I have this thing that I think a lot of women of color have about like you don't want to ask for help because you don't want it to look like you are in- incapable for all the like yeah. racist, misogynistic reasons sure. that uh women of color get painted as like incapable mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Um and and like reframing asking for help too like asking for help is a relational process yeah yeah. and if i'm somebody who wants to be a helper i'm i'm in a helping profession how can i be so uh, averse to asking for it for myself yeah you could think about it as like
1: a type of modeling
0: exactly Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i'm modeling this for future queers of color yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> and other people in your life That you love and care about
0: Yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah. This is huge So yep
0: reframing mistakes mm-hmm. Perfection is not relatable Yeah Alright Cards C A R D D is next um, The D is for distract yourself This is just like a real Easy concrete yep. way To pull yourself out of overthinking Um, Right so uh, an activity I used to have my teenagers do is they had all these anxieties, right? All this stuff going on, and I'm just like, okay, write them out. I want you to write a list of them. And even the the process of writing something out, you're like, okay, I'm thinking about this way deeper than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Like when you see it on paper, like <laughs> it's like oh, maybe it's not that deep, yeah. Uh, or like I feel as if I have all of these um, plan ABCD through g um and then when i start to write it out i'm like oh wait these are actually the same thing yeah you know it's like what it doesn't have to be all these different things uh doodling so when i start to feel like i'm thinking too much just drawing something Mm -hmm. i got this set of of watercolors i don't know the first thing about watercolors y'all artists out there that use watercolor paint Y'all are very talented people because I, I just can't do it. It basically turned out to look like a very pretty uh, piece of paper. It was just like a colorful like piece of paper. Like stationary? Yes. Yes. Because I was like, oh, wow. I tried to do a bird, but this doesn't look like anything. <laughs> it's
1: abstract.
0: <laughs> but it did help me climb out of my head. Yeah,
1: that's huge. That's so huge.
0: Yeah. Uh, and here's here's one that I really like. It's like a drinking game for overthinking. Take a sip of water every time you think of a new scenario or outcome. So I'm preparing for class tomorrow, right? And you know I over prepare yep, for class yep. cuz I'll be i be overthinking. So for every every new slide that I think I have to add in, I'll just take a sip of water. Riot is like acting an ass I right hear now. It. Yeah. Yeah, so every time I think I need to add in, like, a new way to do something or a new activity to my lecture or a new slide, I take a sip of water. And you know what? I've been getting, like, 64 ounces. (laughs) 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 You know, (laughs) hydrated. Uh (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so any way you can think of to distract yourself when you find yourself in this loop of mm-hmm, overthinking.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay.
0: And and last but not least, S. Select a scenario. Just you know you have like seven of them in your mind. Maybe you've written them down. Uh in the distract yourself just pick one and do it. That's it. Just commit to one and do it. The indecisive the indecisiveness can be so uh, real when you overthink. Um, just commit after you've reframed what it will mean for you to make a mistake or whatever, and just do it. See what the outcome is to like just having one plan yeah. and committing yeah, to yeah, it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because if you're an overthinker, like a byproduct skill that you've probably created for yourself is also being able to like be adaptable. Mm, so mm. if, There's nothing lost if you just select a scenario and go with it. Go with it. You, yeah, you will survive. So, my cards against overthinking. C, connect with your body. A, accountability buddy. R, reframe mistakes. D, distract yourself. And S, select a scenario and go with it. This is so good, I love this. This is so, so, so good,
1: and I say that as like a a constant and perpetual overthinker, so
0: same, same, yeah,
1: this is great,
0: yeah, it's you know it's been working for me. It's only been a week, but um i feel I feel like i've I have like new life around this, yeah, that is yeah. not just you know. I have to sit on my couch rocking with my eyes wide open, like At thinking
1: about two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. All so, right. Well,
1: thank you, Doctor um, Money, L M F T.
0: Of course. So, if the cards uh, for overthinking are helpful for you, let me know. I let us know, yeah. Queer W O C, yeah. Our bi-weekly lesbian leftist luminary labor lecture from Nikita. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, yeah. So this segment, which we lovingly <laughs> call The Word, is Nikita's musings on uh, some current political happenings and goings-on Uh, where she breaks down some social justice jargon for us or connects some political thing to us as queer folks of color um, or where she gives us the radical roots of something. It's the segment that I learned the most in. So without further ado, take it away, Nikita.
1: All right. So I don't remember when this was. I think it was back in the spring when I was working. So when I'm working, I, I really, um, so for the word I normally try to put, I end up putting a lot of time and energy into like trying to like put it together. And like when I'm working, you know, every day, 12 hours a day, I just don't really have the time to do that. So back in the spring, I started this thing where, um, it's like, we call this an insurgent audio syllabus, so I guess money is going to have her uh, thing that I'm not allowed to participate in with the exclusive content on uh, Patreon. So I guess this will just be where I, you know, this will be the sloppy seconds where I get to talk about the things that I'm reading. So anyway, like I said, in the spring, I, I decided a way to like make it feasible for me to do the show it's to still like bump my gums about like these things that I care about is for me to just not do like an in-depth, like full read and analysis of a text, but just like talk about a text that I think that that has been like really like critical, you know, for me and something that like I, I learned a lot from. So uh, I, back in the spring when I first started this, I the, one of the texts that I talked about that was really important to me is uh, Black Feminist Thought by Patricia Hill Collins. And so, mm-hmm. the one that I just kind of wanted to talk about, and again, it's not—it's not, it's not going to be some in-depth chapter by chapter analysis. It's just kind of like my musings on it. Um, the the book I wanted to talk about just for a little bit today is Angela Davis's *Women, Race, Class*. And it's funny—oh, just Angela Davis's. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so funny because foundational money, text. A few. Some episodes ago, money was in her like black woman communist bag, and so that kind of got me. You know, I talked about Charlene Mitchell um, the last ep- the last time I was on, and the thing that I well, there's there's a particular chapter in Women, Race, and Class that I like. I think about a lot, and it's that last. I think it's the last chapter chapter eight, the approaching obsolescence of housework. So the the thing that's interesting to me about women race in classes, I feel like everybody references that first chapter of the book. I think it's like one of the first chapters where she's talking about like the early like suffragette movement. And so, you know, she talks about like the racism within like the women's movement, but it's just like, I feel like there's other chapters that don't, peak people's interest as much because i feel like this Mm -hmm. you know because everybody loves to talk about how racist susan b anthony was and it's like of course she was Mm -hmm. um but like nobody like i don't i think uh, the chapter like another chapter that gets short short shrift is where she's talking about like women in like the communist party right so i think there's like a brief Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um Mentioned, so I think she talks about Claudia Jones. Um, I don't know if uh, Lucy Parsons was in the um Communist Party, but she talks about her. And I'm blanking on God, I've read this book in a long time, but there's like another Elizabeth Gurley Flynn that was a white woman in um, Mm -hmm. the Communist Party. And so, like, there's like, like, so like, people don't often reference that that chap that chapter, right? And I, I think that that's really interesting. It's something I think. A lot about, and I've said a lot on this show, is that the two, like, political and theoretical traditions that have been the most foundational and that's that's had the biggest impact on me are, like, Marxism and black feminism. And I think it's really important to note that Angela Davis has been so instrumental in, like... In both. Yeah, right? But it's, like, Mm -hmm. I don't actually feel like... I think people know that Angela Davis is, like you know, a Marxist and like self identifies like as, um, a communist and was a part of the communist, um, party. But I think it's some discussions of like feminism and black feminism. I think people kind of say that, but they don't like, I don't think that it's always like given like a deep enough, like discussion. You know what I mean? And I was actually reading this book. I just started reading this book. Cause we're not doing nothing at work by, uh, Mike Davis, this, um, He's a leftist. And so he was talking about how when he first joined the um, Communist Party um, in the 60s, he was like, a lot of people actually, he's like, a lot of people actually weren't doing their due diligence in reading, like, Marxist literature and being serious about having a Marxist education. He says the one person that he remembers being very serious in the party that was doing that was Angela Davis. I thought, mm-hmm. And I just thought that that was really interesting. But, um The last chapter of women, race, and class, the reason why I wanted to like, it's just like that I, a chapter that I think about a lot and I was especially thinking about it now is one of the things that has been, I think that is difficult in this moment for a lot of people, um, I think women in particular because of how the, the 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 division of labor in terms of care work, how that happens in society and in our homes. Like a lot of people are struggling with that right now. I'm thinking mm-hmm. a lot about moms who are being tasked with working at home, working from home, but also being responsible for their children's like education and like making sure mm-hmm. that like children are mm-hmm. doing all this like virtual school and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I haven't read the chapter in a long time and it's like I skimmed through it, but I remember like before I got on this, before we started recording. And the thing that is so huge to me about that chapter is that it's like a black Marxist feminist analysis about the role of care work and social reproduction in society. And like that, like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like there's been all of these talks within I'm going to talk about what those terms mean in a second. But it's like it's such a huge part of like Marxist feminist um, scholarship, and I think that like talking about care work has been a big part of like Black feminist like discussions. But the way that like Angela Davis does it in this chapter, to me, really brings the two together in a very very sharp way. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I just feel like people don't talk about like this section, this chapter enough. And so one of the things that she Because I think I've mentioned it before on the show, like one of the movements, especially amongst like Italian feminists in the 70s was this campaign around the wages for housework. And so when we talk about social reproduction, what that means is like people... Like, we have to be, like, we have to reproduce ourselves. What is that? And so so that means all the things that we need to do in order to carry on and to live and survive. So there's, like, psychic things that we do. There's, like, physical things that we do. And then there's, like, emotional things. That we do for ourselves and each other So we can reproduce the next So we can reproduce ourselves And I don't mean like biological reproduction I mean like you go to bed at night And you wake up replenished And there's all this stuff that makes us human That make that, that make it so that we can continue To live and survive And produce under capitalism You know so all, okay. the, all the work So it's like the food that you need to eat right Mm -hmm. the social relationships that help us stay Mm -hmm, alive mm -hmm, mm um like the cleaning right all like the hygiene Mm -hmm. there's all that stuff that we need to do in order for us to keep going and keep
0: to continue
1: to continue and then so that's like at the individual level but then
0: and that go ahead no go ahead i just wanted to ask a clarifying question yeah that uh That, like, women and femme folks are, like, disproportionately tasked with doing that work? Yes, absolutely.
1: But here's here's the the critical piece about how this is connected to capitalism. And this is what the thinking was behind the Wages for Housework campaign. That work, like, the, the work that we do, the work that it's over, like, disproportionately women and femmes doing is, like, unpaid work, like, your mm-hmm. mama doesn't get a paycheck. Your auntie, your grandma, other people in your life and in our lives don't get a paycheck for making, for all the work that goes into reproducing the labor force. Because mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. workers, like if workers don't eat, don't have a place to stay, don't have social bonds, and they can't get up and go to work to produce value for capitalism. Uh-huh. And so capitalism needs this work. And it especially needs the work to be unpaid. Like, I think there was, Mm -hmm. I think, and I can't remember what text it was, but they, like, estimated that, like, it's, like, billions of dollars. Like, if if women were to actually be paid for that work, it would be, like, billions of dollars that Mm -hmm. it would actually, that, like, women would actually, like... Receive for doing for doing that work, but like capitalism needs that work to be privatized. It it doesn't like it doesn't actually want to pay people to to do that like that maintenance work. And so, so that has long been like the argument of Marxist, like a lot of a lot of like Marxist feminists, that like capitalism needs it thrives on that work being unpaid. Right. Mm -hmm. But like Angela Davis makes this really insightful point in this last chapter where she's like, you only have to look at black women and other women of color who have disproportionately done this kind of like domestic work to know that getting paid for that work doesn't change the drudgery of the nature of that work.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. So she was
1: like, um,
0: I think I was kind of thinking that as you talked about it. Yes.
1: Yes. And I'm like, like that to me is like the perfect marriage of like a black feminist and like a Marxist feminist analysis where it's just like, so it's like, yeah, on the one hand it's like, okay, oh, sure. Right. Like when you think about like a guaranteed or not guaranteed, but when you think about like a universal, like, you know, basic income or, or even women being paid for that work. Um, so I'm just going to read a quote from this, uh, from like the chapter where she says, the idea of a paycheck for housewives will probably sound quite attractive to many women, but the attraction would probably be short-lived for how many of those women would actually be willing to reconcile themselves to deadening, never-ending household tasks all for the sake of a wage. Would a wage alter the fact as Lennon said, that petty housework crushes, strangles, stultifies, and degrades the woman, chains her to the kitchen and to the nursery, erases and wastes her labor on barbarously unproductive, petty, nerve-wracking, stultifying, and crushing drudgery. It's funny, I've been thinking about this in the quarantine, because it's like, I'm so fucking tired of cooking.
0: I'm tired of cooking. I'm, yeah. like,
1: all the mm-hmm. things that like, we, mm-hmm. I need to do to take care of myself, I'm like tired of it, and like paying me. Like w- wouldn't fix the, the fundamental way yeah. that we, how we organize social reproduction in our society.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: and so mm-hmm. like one of the examples that I like somebody, like I always like my friend Peter gave, cause like he's a dad, he had young kids and he was like, I just hate that. Like at the same, he's like, at roughly between like six and 8 PM or like five and 7 PM. He's like, everybody on my block individually is like cooking their own private dinners. He's like, imagine mm-hmm. if there was just like, if you you went to like the community mess hall, yeah, and that yeah. was how meals were taken care of,
0: mm-hmm. right? It's like you know every
1: Thursday, you or like every Tuesday Thursday or every day, and it was like some kind of communal effort where it was like yeah. that's how we were that's how we were gonna do dinner, yeah. Do you you yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, uh-huh. like that. Like that's that's okay. Sure, people could be paid like to do that, but it's like again, like paying somebody to do the work in a privatized way in their home doesn't fundamentally change the fact that like being tasked with that work just fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, and so that's, and so like she goes on to say, cleaning women, domestic workers, maids, these are the women who know better than anyone else what it means to receive wages for like housework. And so she's (laughs) like, that doesn't actually fundamentally deal with the way that, deal with the fact that, um, you know, like on the one hand, like rich bourgeois middle class white women outsource the work that work out.
0: To you know, predominantly
1: black and brown women Mm -hmm. where it's like we need to fundamentally like reorganize how that care work is done in society. Mm -hmm. And it's like Mm -hmm. I don't like I just thought that that was just like so brilliant, you know, and it's just like. And again, it's like to me, it's like a perfect marriage of like thinking of, of like bringing together like an analysis of like race, capitalist exploitation, capitalism and gender. Right, And I don't want to get into a long thing About this but I really feel Like this is especially a critical Point and not just a Critical point but it's like a critical Example because I feel like When everybody and their mother Talks about intersectionality Now everybody always gives these Kind of like Cursory definitions Like quick it's like oh was well, like understanding That race class gender and all that stuff is connected But I feel like like, this is actually an example. Like, it's a very clear example of, like, concretely bringing these things, like, showing how these things are shaped in a very, like, clear, concrete and materialist way. And I don't actually feel like that always happens when we talk about, like, intersectionality. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody's like, oh, like, race. I don't know. It's like, and I- go ahead.
0: I I think I'm also thinking about the difference between like, like a capitalist black feminist critique of, of like domestic work and an anti-capitalist one, right? right? It's like that it's not, it's not just this work sucks that, that like we, we don't get paid to reproduce culture. But um, let's like so pay us, yeah. But also that it shouldn't be a private endeavor, Exactly. Right? Like exactly, <laughs> like um, like it would be, yeah, exactly the example you gave, right? So it's like when people get on or like get a certain level of um a financial uh, stability, they pay other people to do that work, which is still a private uh exactly. construction of exactly. like how we supposed to do this stuff, exactly. But if yeah, if we were to, to think about it from a Black Marxist perspective, it's like what would what would our lives look like if this was a communal effort as opposed to a private one? Exactly, exactly. You see, you see, you see how I be um, I've been learning my Black Marxist shit, and Nikita still excludes me from her Black that is feminist not, Marxism that's not true shit. At all. That's not true. It's at all. okay. You didn't add me to the list Oh, there is no list served. Um, but is. like one of the things you got your secret. <laughs> emails your secret okay. secret zoom calls okay are you done sounds really private
1: to me wow okay that's not that's that's not it at all um but i don't remember you was up here talking reckless and i remember what i was gonna say and so like it's so funny because like like she ends by talking about like the abolition of housework as a private responsibility mm-hmm. of individual <laughs> women and it's, like, we're talking, it's, like, it's just another way to, like, think about, it. it's, like, you know, I think we're talking a lot about, like, the abolition of, like, you know, police in prisons, but it's, like, especially mm-hmm. in the midst of COVID, it's, this is, like, a great time, yes, to be thinking about, like, <laughs> what would it mean to have the abolition of housework as a privatized, you know, responsibility that disproportionately yeah. falls on,
0: like, women and femmes, so. As my laundry piles up it, exactly
1: exactly I, I don't remember I'm not about to go through it, but I think she like talks it she says something in here about like technol like what like what would it mean to think about technological advances to do like laundry in a different way yeah you know and it's yeah. Like, but that's like that's not at the forefront of like capitalism's or like capitalist mind because it's like you know they're they not yeah. worried about laundry.
0: That's what's so funny to me, because I'm like, I wonder how high her laundry was piled when she wrote that. She's like, like somebody <laughs> got to do something about
1: this, right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put a link to this in our show notes right now, but there's marxist.org. You can read that whole essay, but again, just something. I just I just think that everyone should read it because it's, it, to me, is a solid, good analysis of how to, like, it's a really good example of how to think about race cl- Capitalism, you know, class and gender in a like in an mm-hmm. actually intertwined mm-hmm. way because I, I think people say that they do that, but I don't think people are often doing that. So mm. I, I I just thought mm. that it's like a really good example of that. So yes, yes.
0: righty I'm just I'm thinking about uh, our homie yanera right now, and uh, like when she talks about world building and how like imaginative you have to be to do that. And, and I'm just thinking about, like, what it would look like. I'm just thinking about what it would look like to, uh, yeah, be like, okay, I only have to do my own housework on, like, Tuesdays because there's, like, this communal yeah. thing where, like, oh, okay, somebody else is dusting and folding clothes and yeah. hanging them up yeah. and <laughs> washing my dishes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. It just feels so unjust that it's like not only do i have to sell my labor to pay for the place that i'm not even in most of the time because yep, i'm yep. selling my labor yep, yep. and then i also have to do the work to keep this place up. exactly exactly <laughs> it's a scam <laughs> all right thanks nikita and you said and the link will be in the description it's, to this episode yeah. where y'all can go read the approaching, uh, angela
1: davis's yeah the, uh, the approaching obsolescence of housework that's the title
0: All right, Nikita, We're going to move it on along to our topic segment. And the topic segment is our queer potpourri segment. It is where we talk about all the things that don't fit into our other segments.
1: <laughs> Why are you been doing a topic like that?
0: It's, it's accurate. Okay. Um uh we need a name Geraldine. for <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That was so cute. <laughs>
0: Okay, Geraldine Um, So this is a dedicated listener actually So hey Geraldine, thanks for the question Uh, Nikita, you want to read it? Yeah, so
1: Geraldine says I hope this email finds you well Especially during these trying times Uh, I was wondering if it was possible If you two could possibly make time uh, To talk about coping with being single During COVID-19 I am just personally experiencing the sadness of being single, not wanting to put myself out there. And I have a feeling I'm not the only one. Uh, I know this is out of the blue, but I wanted to inquire. Thank you for your time and your consideration.
0: All right, Geraldine. Oh, well, it's not, you know, it's never out of the blue. We love hearing from y'all. So exactly. uh, We, we thank you for the inquiry. And also, yeah, I know about that. Uh, solo single life through quarantine yeah you want to say more
1: or you want me to start oh
0: yeah i was i was i always start start, so i was gonna try to pause and see if you wanted to uh go first no i'll follow your lead i've got some thoughts about this oh me too so i was just gonna give like tips of things that i've been doing uh i don't want to say cope but like to deal with Mm -hmm. um quarantining by myself in my apartment and not having like a bay mm-hmm. through this. Uh so the first thing is um social relationships of every kind. Absolutely. So yeah, so like I think it's real easy because we live in a society that prioritizes romantic sexual relationships above all others, right? So it's like real easy to be like, oh my god, I'm a lonely ass bitch because I don't have a babe yeah. right now. And you and you you ignore the like friendships, the the siblings, the cousins, yeah. the classmates, the teachers, yeah, the you know, the the Tr- the trash pickup person that you always say hey yeah, to, yeah, yeah. who, who like actually make your life bearable on a day to day. Yeah. Um, and so whether in quarantine or out of quarantine, I always have to remind myself of that. It's like, um, a relationship, an uh, intimate sexual romantic relationship isn't the only kind of relationship that I need to be worried about cultivating in this time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've even said it before. It's like, yes, I, I have amazing friends. I have dope-ass friends, blah, blah, blah. But, like, this is a different type of loneliness, like, when you don't have a, 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 bay. a bay, and yeah. that's something that you want. Um, but in moments where I felt the most isolated, it's always been my friends who have made me not feel that way. Yeah. Even when I've been in a relationship, yeah. right? So, um, so that's one thing. I would say don't ignore the other kind of relationships, Uh, While navigating singlehood and quarantine. Uh, The other thing that I've done is, yeah, it's, um, I can relate to what you shared about not wanting to put yourself out there because of the endlessness, what, what feels like endlessness of quarantine. Um, the other day I tweeted, I was like, am I the only one still quarantining? Because it's just like. Everybody, every it looks like from from folks I follow on social media, it looks like people are not only having large gatherings, but, like, going to parties and clubs yeah. and bars. I'm like, what? We doing this? Not um, I. Not I. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, so I get the, like, fear of wanting to put yourself out there. But I would just question, like, do you have that fear even when it's not a global health crisis? Um because if it's if it's like more stuff around rejection this is actually a great time to like try stuff out because you ain't finna be meeting up with somebody exactly <laughs> the you know the if the if the rejection at least for me anyway like it's easier for me to brush off a rejection or a ghosting or a falling off that happens over digitally text yeah or yeah, yeah it's like pfft. Whatever you know, <laughs> um, but like getting stood up for a date, you know, it's like that's you know that's different. Yeah. But now since we're navigating most stuff digitally, I think this is like a, a a really good time to be like testing your comfort zone and putting yourself out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I re-downloaded the apps th- during quarantine, and I was on them. Uh, making connections and again even if it wasn't like so you finna eat the box or no nah? even if it wasn't that kind of thing I still made friends yeah. right like I met I met people that I could talk to about stuff and feel a lot less isolated yeah. living by myself and quarantining um, and then an- another thing I will say is like um, people are feeling just like you and they're yeah. looking for connection too so just jump jump in. Just jump in. Take the chance. Do it. Be nasty. Send a freaky text. <laughs> like you, you know, just like, like the- risk it all. You ain't got nothing to lose. I feel like the advice Shoot. is going
1: off the rails.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Um, I feel like I wanna echo uh some of the stuff that you said. Uh, but before I do that, I just want to add, um, I mean, I think you should do this even when it's not a pandemic, but like, I just really feel like a brand new bitch when i moisturize and when I pick my hair out. So like, <laughs> I was just feeling like busted. Like I was like, you know, it's like that old adage, when you look good, you feel good. And it's like. Even if I was just going to, like, go to the park or do a walk with a friend, like, I just felt so much better about, like, myself when I just didn't look like a dejected pandemic mess. Yeah. And so yeah. it's just, like, um, I mean, I feel like that's something I've known and I've heard for a long time, but I feel like money is somebody who, like, really, like, who, like, forces me to, like, practice that. Like, when I saw that bad bitch hat on on Zoom, I'm like, that's how
0: you doing it? Yeah, I still I yeah. still get up and dress like I'm leaving the house. Yeah,
1: because um, I don't know, it's just like when I like take care of myself and when I feel good like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't. Like, I mean, of course, that's not like the end all be all, but it's like when I like feel when I feel like I can like do things to like make myself like feel good. I feel like that like helps me helps me remind me that like I actually am like a desirable, like yes, you know, cute bad mm-hmm. bitch person. So I feel like that's and then Go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, and then you have a look to, like, take a selfie yeah. and upload it and, you know. Yeah, exactly. Get the likes and the hearts exactly. and the uh, slide the DM slides, all that stuff. And yeah. So
1: I just feel like, like, just really, I know that this is a cliche and it's like, sometimes I get frustrated with it because it doesn't do anything to, like, allay the immediate sort of loneliness that you might be feeling mm-hmm. from, like, not having a babe, but. I mean, I think Hanifa said it when she was on, um, but it's just like, I really do feel like, it's hard, but just like those small things that you can do to like reinvest slash invest. Um, I kind of hate the, that language of invest, but like to like pour back into yourself is like really, 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 really like critical and important. Um, I think that something else I think is important Um I think it's a a good time to be honest with yourself about what it, what your needs and wants and desires for any kind Mm. of relationship are. Like, I think that that's like Mm -hmm. really, 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 really critical. Cause I, I feel like I've done, I mean, the, a thing, I think I told y'all like back in March, like I went through um, a breakup and I was like, that was whew, that, going through a breakup in a pandemic. That zero out of 10 would not recommend. <laughs> but um, I feel like what was helpful about that and what was like beneficial to me w- about that is that I feel like it really forced me to be like honest um, with myself about w- the things that I actually wanted and the things that I actually need, mm. needed from um any kind of like you know partnership any kind of relationship casual or otherwise and I feel like I had to be like very clear like what it's like it's not really a surprise Mm. but like one of the things that I have like learned about myself that I like I've had to like commit like I had to be honest with myself about is that like like I actually can't do like I don't need to be like run away, get married, or like run away and be like partnered. But it's like I really needed something. I really need something that's going to have substance, right? Like, I like yeah. I like I can't actually. There's certain kinds of like casual things that I just can't do, and I'm like like oh, like yeah. that, that's that's something that like I've learned about myself, and it's like I feel mm-hmm. like the more of that like self discovery reflection that you do, it like only sets you up to like have the things that it is that you, like, actually want. Because it's, like... And then also, like, thinking about, like, what what is it? Like, what are those things that you're actually wanting? Because that's, like, if you're not in tune with that, then I feel like that's when, like, the problems arise. You know what I'm saying? You're just, like, yep. oh, if I'm just looking for any, you know, warm body with a pulse and not yeah. thinking about all of the other things, you know, that you need that, like, nourish you in, like, a, you know, any kind mm-hmm, of, like, romantic mm-hmm. way, then it's just, like, a recipe for disaster. So... Yep. Those are the only other things that um that I would add, but I, I really like emphatically underscore the other stuff that you were saying though. Um money. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think I just wanted to uh affirm the struggle, if that makes sense. It's, Cause, yeah, it's fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, This is something that me and Nikita talk a lot about off mic, but, uh, like dating is hard for everybody. Sure. But there's just like this, uh, particular structural, uh, hardness to being a black lesbian and trying to find a bae.
1: And that's in non pandemic oh, times.
0: And that's not, that's, yeah, that's yeah. just regular, regular yeah. times where I can go <laughs> yeah. do whatever to, I want to do and thot and bop freely yeah. and without a mask on. And so to like be, to already be facing all of that and then the elements of uh, social, social distancing, yep, keeping yep. yourself safe, yeah, it's like, it's a lot. Cause I think a scary thing for me. Um, I think it was maybe like the third month of quarantining was like, this is, how is this much different than like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my dating life anyway, you yeah, know? And it's yeah. like that, that, that like kind of rocked me a little bit. Yeah. And, um, and I also, I guess I just also wanted to say that because, you know, I like the rest of like black folks these days have been watching the like early two thousand sitcoms and, um, a lot of people are given all of these, you know, like I think, kind of lazy critiques of girlfriends of like, oh wow, why, why is the whole show about them trying to find relationships? Yeah. Like trying to, um, I think there is a valid critique there about Lynn's character was absolutely should have been uh, queer because yeah. it's definite. She's definitely a queer coded character, but it totally makes sense to me that when. Every other part of your life is popping. You have amazing friends. You have good. You have a good job. Yeah. You got all this. Thing, you know, uh, healthy relationships with your families. Going to therapy, working on yourself, yeah. and 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 yet, right? Like that. That other thing
1: is, feels elusive.
0: It right, right. Yeah. Yes. Um, Diamond talked about this uh, when she was on Inner Ho Uprising. Just like that, love being elusive. Absolutely. And I think that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, just like black queer women just experience that. I think at like, I'm, not, you know, I haven't done the research, but I would, I would uh, argue that we experience that hardness on a higher like level. Yeah. Yeah. Like at higher rates than like other demographic, racial demographic, yeah. sexual orientation yeah. groups or whatever, whatever. And yeah, I just think add to that, I'm, I'm also, that was, like, a self-discovery for me, too, that I also can't do casual. Like, yeah. I I feel connected and attached and want something with somebody that I'm going to be lovey-dovey with, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah. I I can't just be like, yep, yeah, just come through, knock the cobwebs off, and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I wish I was oriented like that, but I'm just not. Nah, like, yeah. I... And that's okay. I, yeah, 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 yeah. So, mm-hmm. Those are my suggestions for being single in quarantine. Same. Hope it helps. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah, what have how, what have y'all been doing? Like the singles in quarantine, and um, I don't I don't know if Geraldine uh, it lives alone, but also living alone, living alone too yeah. and being single in quarantine. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, have you been thinking about like relationships, datings? How have y'all been doing it? You know, I was really out there in the the Zoom dating world for a while. Yeah, uh, so yeah. Let us know if y'all have tips for Geraldine. Please, yeah. All right. And last but not least, we're going to move it on along to our Curved Chronicles curved, segment. Curved, 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 And Curved Chronicles is the segment in which we talk about our dating woes and wins or your dating woes and wins, which you can submit to QueerWalkPod at gmail.com. Uh, Nikita do you have any curve chronicles mm. What's the What's the you know The dating game been like For Keith the freak uh, I'm, I'm talking to somebody You always talking to somebody <laughs> That's not true That's not true you a user. That is not true Okay Queer walk, quiet storm, indeed. Uh,
1: yeah. So that that's all. That's all I'll say for now. I'm am t- talking to somebody.
0: You that's you can't you can't do that to us. Okay. Come on now, Nikita. No, 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 no. You don't uh, see all right. You don't have to give us like details. I know how you feel about speaking on things, and and that 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 exactly. But like, how do how to this initiate? Yeah. This is related to the topic. How you you were single? Now you're talking to somebody. I mean,
1: yeah, you know, it was it's it was a little it was unexpected. And right, I'll just say that
0: this is not a curved chronicle. This is a curved crumb. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wow, so, wow. Um, uh, so I I I don't feel satisfied with that. But sure, Nikita. Okay. And just so y'all know, she's not just doing this on mic. This is also what it's like to be her friend. That's not true at all. You'd be like, what? That happened, what? Nikita just have a whole life that you don't know about. That is not true.
1: Anyway, do you have have any Mm -hmm. curved Chronicles you'd like to share?
0: Not with you. I'll share them with my real friends who tell me about their love lives. Okay. Um... I kind of had like a question. All right. What's the question? Question question to the Queer Walk community. What is it when somebody checks all the boxes, right? Like they have everything on your list of like, oh, I'm looking for this in a partner. And you just don't feel it. Like... It just feels home girly. It doesn't yeah. feel
1: It don't it don't slap.
0: It don't yeah. Like You
1: gotta have the slappage.
0: Oh my gosh. If you don't stop with the slap <laughs> what you been slapping? You been slapping stuff? <laughs> That's funny. She she just rubbed her chin like a true fuckboy. Uh,
1: uh, stop that. So anyway. <laughs> That's it's not enough. Those are the basics, but it's like you have to have chemistry. Like all meeting all those requirements does not make chemistry. It's like how people interact. Like I'm not even this kind of person. I can't. I'm about to vomit. But it's like people. Like how you like vibe with somebody is like key. You can't write that down. You know. Like you can't say I need <sighs> X Y and Z vibe. I mean, you can say like like I want a vibe, but it's like. The chemistry is a real thing, and just because it's Why? like black feminist, you know, good job, you know, nice, like those are those are. It's like you can have all the right ingredients, but that don't mean that you know. You can the cake is going to taste c- good. exactly, exactly. You still gotta mm. you know prepare the things in the right proportion and make sure that mm. the heat. You know, it
0: was on the right set. Oh, my gosh. She's so proud of herself about that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I guess. What do you mean? That's. Yeah. It's
1: not like a. I filled out the form. I know.
0: I know. I know relationships aren't formulas. I can't. Algorithms. Uh, you know, You're
1: such a fucking math yeah. nerd. You're like, well, Y
0: equals MX plus B.
1: You are freaking nerd. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, why does this feel so...
1: Yeah, you got to have uh, that certain je ne sais quoi.
0: Yeah, and that's that's like not capturable. Yeah, yeah, When you're like, exactly. oh, I want to partner with like these qualities, because yeah. qualities don't equal chemistry. Exactly. Hmm. The qualities are
1: important, but they're not enough.
0: Right, right, yeah. I think... Gotta have um, that slapage. <laughs> <laughs> um, This is making me think like uh, <laughs> um, This is what You get shortchanged as a queer And like you know not having the The like puppy Love interactions and in, like K through 12 like grade school cause I'm Like yeah those are just things we Have in common that yeah. don't mean I want to be With you yeah. and like yeah So it's like but I think that Common
1: I think the difficult thing is that it's also hard. I think that the reason why you think, okay, I have these, like, this person has these things because I think it's so, it's often hard for us to find the people that even has those basic
0: things. That's exactly, and so you feel like, exactly. shit, well, this
1: person has these things and it's gotta, and it's like, actually, no. It's gotta slap. No, no. I mean, think about it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even going to like tell the listeners the stuff that you were uh, saying about me earlier, but like, I mean, think about why you and I are friends. It's like we have things in common, but, mm-hmm. you know, it has not. The, the slappage has not existed between us much, you know, which is something that you emphatically remind me of at every chance that you can get. That the thought of me just makes the pum pum dry up.
0: But that's that's no. neither here nor there. <laughs> No, this is Curve Chronicles. It is here. It is here. Okay? So, let me tell y'all. So every person I have ever talked to, dated, considered letting into my boudoir uh has asked me if me and Nikita have ever been a thing. And, and money, I'm always like, "No." I mean, she's repulsed <laughs> by the idea.
1: That that's the that's fucking
0: curve. <laughs> The reason why I'm repulsed by it R- is because she, it's like see, she,
1: she, the bitch don't even somebody
0: have the to, d- d- to <laughs> deny because she's repulsed you, you know, by
1: me in that way.
0: Perception is reality. So you already perceive that I'm repulsed by it. So I'm going to work with your Construction of this narrative. You see, okay? this is what
1: this is what happens so, when they start giving you negresses PhDs. You start talking <laughs> about perceptions and realities and constructions in the unknown knowns Simmer down,
0: bitch. Okay. In this postmodern approach to curve chronicles, <laughs> I will in the phenomenological so, study, the ontological,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the teleological. <laughs>
0: Okay, the tantalizing, <laughs> shut up, bitch. <laughs> no, but like, like <laughs> you silly fool. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Perception of reality. Oh, but yeah, but the reason why I get so uh, about that is because Nikita is like a sibling to me. And like the thought it's it's like that same thing it's just like the thought of somebody asking you if you ever hooked up with your sibling is it, that's the reaction I have it's like what like Nikita's my sister what and you and you're Nikita studly, do, doesn't, sister because <sighs> because Nikita is um demisexual that's not she gets nah, that's really not true
1: I've never <laughs> identified as such go ahead
0: oh I I apologize for mislabeling you. That's right. But because uh, Nikita's uh, theme music is And if I ever fall I will be sure that the lady is a friend.
1: You date a few friends and now people want to draw up a narrative. (laughs) I dated a few. Isn't that what SZA said?
0: (laughs) Nikita has... (laughs) Has exclusively that, dated that's friends. That's not true. That's not true. Man. <laughs> Nikita, she smashed the homies that's like. Oh now! You just this is out of control. This is this is her this is her way that she gets sexually attracted to people, right? So so when when she hears me me, I'm very opposite. Like when I when I meet people. It's almost immediate for me if it's a sexual attraction or a homegirl attraction mm-hmm. and so and and I it's like it's only ever happened once that somebody has escaped one of those categories <laughs> and it ended in devastation and it's never gonna happen again. <laughs> So, like, when once I connect with somebody and I'm like, oh, this is my homie, like it, it never the the sexual urges never even cross my mind, you know. So it's like Nikita is not like that. Nikita will be like, we've been friends for four years. I think it's time to try this thing, <laughs> this thing on out. Not even, that's not how it goes. She she just making it all smutty and.
1: It's, that's not how it go, man. Come on now. Stop all this.
0: Nikita doesn't initially have <laughs> sexual attraction to people. She has to be friends with them. And y'all should hear the dirty things that she says about her friends, including me. Um, and she's called me to tell me dirty things about my Instagram posts. Okay. Martinet, and so <laughs> now you're.
1: This is, doesn't have anything to do with the question you posed initially. <laughs> We're so off task. We're so off
0: task. So right yeah. So that's what that's what I just think. Yeah. I just think we have different okay. um uh what is it? Sex, sexual arousal thresholds. And so like typically for me, it's like when I first see somebody, I'm like, Oh, oh, okay. Um or I'm like, Oh, oh, okay. You know, it's like different.
1: What but I I brought myself up. One because I'm a narcissist, but two—that's mm-hmm. to make. The, why do you agree like that? You like, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. But to make the point that, like, I feel like I check
0: all the boxes. Yeah, you and, check all the boxes. But there's yeah. no,
1: uh, it, it don't slap between us.
0: It's no electricity. Okay, yeah.
1: I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, it's like a D volt battery.
0: <laughs> it ain't no electricity. Come
1: on now. <laughs> I just feel so curved right now,
0: Nikita. I'm I'm over it. Yo, I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, I'm I don't fine. know what I'm she fine. wants me to say. This is ridiculous. Like, you never. You this- never thought
1: maybe. Never.
0: No. No. Never. Well, you
1: know what? So let me tell you what's been happening on my end. team's been posting these nasty Instagram photos, and I'm like.
0: I have not been posting nasty Instagram photos. I'm just saying them. I thoroughly reject this. I'm just saying I saw them
1: birthday pictures and for a split second I was like something might need to shift in this.
0: (laughs) But there's nothing shifting. There's nothing shifting. I will tell you that damn much.
1: I'm just kidding. I'm so glad that you have uh, stomped on every last feeling I've ever had. Or that would hurt. Or that would hurt me. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But but i
0: but I, I think what what Nikita is saying is that she's found herself questioning um uh if she has a crush on me or not
1: no i, don't, I mean i I know what our relationship is I don't have a crush
0: on you, but in an and because she's only historically dated friends okay, that's not true the, and she's the point, like well Montanique's the next friend i mean the, <laughs> the time is ticking. <laughs> I'm the only friend you have left that you haven't tried to date. Oh God, that's
1: not even true. You just make me sound disgusting. Like I'm just running through my friendships.
0: Uh, well,
1: that's not true. I've dated what three, four, friends.
0: and how many relationships have you had? I don't. Three, I don't four. think we need to get into the denominators. <laughs>
1: I was just gonna play a nice numerator game, all right, N- Nikita. Four out
0: of four that's, equals all. That's no, that's come
1: on, that's not true, man. That's not.
0: It's hundred percent. Right. It's hundred percent. It's not. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like yeah, all of my friends check all the boxes, yeah, but right? They don't you know? But there's no like yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and none of that erotic or romantic chemistry
0: yeah because yeah. I was like you know I was like talking to somebody and I was just like you're yeah you have like all the things right like like you have all of the things that I would like look for or want have written down in my diary that I want but it it just felt so much like nah yeah like home girls. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you know that you know that like butterfly feeling that you get when you see somebody's name come up on your phone yeah. and um, oh boy, yeah. all that you just so- get like giddy, yeah. you get excited. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's how you know. That's yeah. how
0: you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's so true. Yeah, why are you smiling at me like that, Nikita? I, don't
1: know. I
0: already told you it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Come on now, stop this
0: Put the dildo back in the plastic bag Okay Okay That's a bridge too far You're out of
1: line right now Because I took it out of that plastic bag
0: Because you shamed me for that Oh Oh, and also because Sasha hooked you up with a toy bag Yeah, thank you
1: Because that, I think I was using like A DSW shoe bag
0: (laughs) Well, when I get my um my dragon dildo, I'm going to get a toy bag, too. <laughs> I told you, like the Night King one yeah. that I wanted. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, that just made me dry up, which is my, yeah. There's there's no <laughs> slappage here because I'm like, I'm not even remotely turned on by that at all. I'm like, I'm just see, like, this
0: see. is cool. right. Our kinks don't play well with each not other. Not at
1: all. Put your so up. I
0: just want to shout out all the people out there watching um, Elf. Dragon, uh, fairy. Okay, I think that this is a good time to. This porn. is a really good time
1: to wrap up. So keep your <laughs> world <laughs> of Warcraft porn fantasies to yourself. This actually, has uh, nope. Nobody. No. You know, I I don't <laughs> need Warcraft. further exposition. This is mm-hmm. clear that there is no slappage <laughs> between uh, <laughs> oh, money and uh, keep the freak Uncle Nick here. mm
0: Hmm. All
1: right. You check all my best so, friend boxes And that's all that matters to me
0: Aww It's a lot of box talk For no sexual action Gosh
1: Well I'm, I'm, I'm tr- I tried to shoot my shot <laughs> Let me stop Because people are going to be like what's going on here
0: <laughs> you, <laughs> you shot your shot And guess what I Reggie Millered that shit yeah, because... It was probably an air ball <laughs> Just fucking brick. Uh, you you can't keep using uh, Basketball references when you don't know Who Reggie Miller or Cheryl Miller Are so. I
1: know that Cheryl and Reggie Are both two critical Basketball phenoms
0: <laughs> Okay Nikita Alright y'all um, And Nikita's been back for this episode Yay. This has been another episode of Queer World, Episode 94. 94. 94. 94 That's amazing Oh my gosh how many episodes have we done um, together? Like fifty. Queer Walk is a millennial, nineteen ninety four. Okay. Yeah, I think you came on around forty. 40. Yeah, thirty. Damn. Something in There. Yeah. Yeah. And you know all the ones you've missed. Maybe you've done like thirty. Okay, in total. this has been fun. <laughs> and this is why
1: there's going to have to be a women of color queer show because Monty <laughs> be working my everlasting nerve.
0: Y'all know y'all would never get episodes if it was Nikita's podcast.
1: if if it was my podcast, I told you they would get quarterly five-hour podcasts that would not be edited (laughs) and that would be me entirely too close to the mic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Don't forget, if y'all want to help with the front end of Queer Walk, send us an email to QueerWalkPod at gmail.com. We need help critically. Um, and yeah, we just trying to bring y'all the best Queer Walk, uh, community content that we can. Indeed. And this has been Money the Mourner, I, um, an- another, uh, soulful celebration of all the folks we've lost this year.
1: Mm-hmm. And this has been, uh, Night Shift Nick.
0: And you just listened to Queer Walk the Podcast.